Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written published article, Who Was at the Helm? 
from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage Show from 32494, the earliest show in the archive, 32494. My interview with Donald Trump from 110-2011. 110-2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to, go to glow.fm slash savagepremium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. Welcome to another great Michael Savage podcast. This is a bonus podcast from the radio shows of yesteryear. By popular demand, we're releasing these extremely rare radio shows. And today we have a special, special show for you that we pulled out of the Savage Radio Vault. So enjoy this golden oldie from 2007 from the Michael Savage Radio Archives. Bush commends Major League Baseball and former U.S. Senator George Mitchell for taking a hard look into the use of steroids and other performance-enhancing drugs by players. Well, I wish we'd have a former U.S. Senator look into the use of uh, mind-enhancing drugs by uh, congressmen and senators. I'd feel a lot better if I knew which senators, particularly on the Democrat side, were how far they were stoned, not if they were high. I'd like to know exactly how high they are, because there's no question they're red diaper dopa babies. My guess is that if you did drug testing... Of the two parties, the Democrats have come out with a 99 percentile of dr uh, high on something, whether it be a legal drug or an illegal drug. That's my estimation of how they're behaving and what they stand for or don't stand for. Of course, I can't prove that. It's only a surmisal. It's only a, uh, a gut reaction. China threatens huge dollar sell-off, MichaelSavage.com. Much bigger story than Mr. Bonds, uh, if you'd like to talk about that. Our good friends from China, the little fellas with shiny black hair, uh, our dear friends, our trading partners, has begun a campaign of economic uh, threats against this country, saying it will liquidate its vast holdings of U.S. treasuries if Washington imposes trade sanctions to force a reevaluation of the Chinese currency, the yuan. Isn't that nice to have such good trading partners who have outsmarted us at every turn with the traders within the enemies within the halls of Congress? It, it's good to know. It gives you a warm feeling in your heart to know that we have friends in China, that there are friends so long as they can continue to rip off all of our infrastructure. And uh, the minute we stand up to them. Now, Hillary Clinton said that this is going to be an issue. Hillary Clinton is smart enough to have made this a campaign issue. She said that she does not want, whether it be Beijing or Tokyo or another country, holding so much of our foreign reserves uh, so as to threaten us. How come Bush hasn't said that? Well, I... I don't have an answer to that one. I, I really don't have an answer as to why the Republicans have let it get this bad, frankly. If you'd like to comment on anything I've said so far, why don't you put it in a bottle and throw it into the ocean or the bay? I don't think I want to hear it right now. Here's an interesting story I found last night that I thought I would share with you. I found it rather amusing 
to see the extent to which the communist, liberal, socialist anarchists from hell who write for the newspapers will go to cover up the uh, genocide of communism. And that's because they, they psychologically agree with Stalin or they are emotionally desirous of a return of Stalinism in America this time. Here was the headline. I couldn't believe it from the Associated Pukes. The headline said, Cross commemorates Stalin purge victims. I knew there was something wrong with the headline because I knew that Stalin had killed tens of millions of people. And yet for them to bury it under this headline, Cross commemorates Stalin purge victims, it would sound like two people fell off a bridge, the Purge River. You have to read the article to believe that the Associated Press would rewrite, a, rewrite history like this. Russian Orthodox priests consecrated a wooden cross Wednesday at a site south of Moscow where firing squads executed thousands of people 70 years ago. Thousands? They have that wrong as well. It wasn't thousands. It was hundreds of thousands, if not million. Here's what the Russians said. I know no other example in history when 700,000 people were killed within one and a half years only for political reasons. That would be everybody in the city of San Francisco and the surrounding areas killed within a year and a half because of their political beliefs. So they say that this is uh, a, a cross commemorate Stalin purge victims. Now you know why the people don't read the newspapers and why they listen to me. You know how many millions of people were killed by Joseph Stalin, the communist? And all because of their political orientation. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And do you know why you're not hearing any of this? Because you're living in an era of uh, revisionist history. They even arrested Communist Party members in uh, Russia in 1934 and started to kill them. And they killed them. They killed them by the millions. And uh, actually, they executed hundreds of thousands in Russia during Stalin's rule. Millions more became inmates of the Gulag, the system of thousands of slave labor camps. The reason you hear nothing about it is, A, we have morons in the American media. B, we have communist fellow travelers in the American media. And C, um, Putin is a KGB head, former KGB chief, who was trying to cover up Stalin's crimes because he's glorifying communism. But I know you only want to talk about uh, the bonds thing, and that's okay. I understand how the average person thinks. I know you'd rather talk about bonds. and uh, Personally, I think it's racism. I'm going to le level with you. I think many of you who hate Barry Bonds are, are, are racist pigs, and you're jealous of him. I, I thought about it in great detail. If he, had been, if he was a white player and was um, a home run king, and this close to uh, you know, taking the title, which Bonds did, and uh, then there were allegations of steroid use, you would say, no, no, that's just racism against the white guy. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to buy into it. If Hank Aarons can con congratulate him, so can you. And if Bush is that stupid and that, uh, that out of touch with reality, that he wouldn't, he didn't even watch the game? Are you kidding me? Who didn't watch this game? The man owned a baseball team. I was up there. I don't think there's any other talk show host in America who was there, which is odd because I'm the, I'm the one guy who doesn't like sports. The golfer wasn't there. Wallbanger wasn't there. The leprechaun wasn't there. I didn't see any of them there. I didn't see any, any uh, man in green. I didn't see anybody with a claw hammer hitting uh, sideboards. I didn't see anybody with golf clubs. I enjoyed myself. Nice men. I ate too much, naturally. You know, you get into one of these. I'll tell you the truth. It's a different way to look at the world, these private things. They are. You know, the elite. it's nice to be elite.
I'm the man of the people, but you know, you put me into this elite setting. I got to tell you, it's better than being pushed around in front of a hot dog stand. It's better than going into like a, a zoo creature stall called a man's bathroom at a ba- baseball field where you come out feeling like you need a hot bath. You need galoshes. You ever go into an average man's bath stall at a fight in, the, in, in Nevada? Oh, God, it's horrendous. I mean, I have, I'll admit it, I have a hygienic phobia about public restrooms. I'm not going to, you know, tell you that I don't. I'm one of these guys that uses the elbows on the way out, the shoe, the knee, the the uh, the wiping paper to touch the uh, the, the uh, door. I won't touch the handle. I don't. Maybe I'm nuts. Maybe I'm the only one who does it. I can't be the only one because there's like tons of paper outside bathrooms. Other other people must have this this phobia. But in the private area, it was clean. It was immaculate. It was worth it. And civilized. You know, you're going to watch a game. You may as well watch it up there. San Diego, Jason, you, you're an anti-bonds guy. How come? Sorry, can you please say that again, Dr. Savage? I said you're an anti-bonds caller. Tell us why. Well, I'm not a racist, but uh, I think it's fairly evident that uh, he's taken steroids. If you just look at pictures from the beginning of his career, I, I don't need any evidence. I mean, that's, that's all I need is a picture of him. So you, you now can judge people's drug use by looking at them. Uh, which members of the U.S. Congress do you think use drugs? Um, I would say uh, most of the Democrats. <laughs> okay. You can't judge whether a person uses drugs by looking at them. Secondly, what kind of world do you want to live in? You're now accusing people of using drugs by looking at them? That's great. Well, by the same token, all you good Republicans, how come you haven't said the same thing about Arnold Schwarzenegger? That you um, re- that you you reject his his rule as governor because you sure he used drugs. Look at his arms. I mean, you don't want to be honest about it. You're telling me that George Allen, whatever his name is, I don't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, didn't use steroids. I don't know. He sure looked overly muscular to me, bigger than an average guy. It looked to me like there was some kind of enhancement. Did that disqualify him to be the Republican governor of the state of California? Asks Michael Savage. Not that I care for the what the liberals are going to say. That a congratulations, Mike. For being fair, I wouldn't expect anything fair from imbalanced psychopaths. I'll be right back, though. Yeah, we're talking about the uh, big deal, 756. I'm sure many people bet it. I used to know gambling nuts. You know how many times that number must have been bet today since last night, 756? But uh, I, I don't have a gambling thing. But, you know, look, the point I made before the break, because my insights will, are, will be stolen as they are by everybody along the way. They like to, you know, rib me and put me down. But the fact is... Tomorrow, the liberals will steal this and make believe they came up with it on their own as they come out of their purple haze. For those of you who are saying Barry Bonds cheated because he used steroids when there's no evidence that he has, it's just a surmisal and allegations. uh, By the same token, by the same exact token, you could argue that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger cheated to become governor by using steroids and that he should be disqualified as governor. But I haven't heard anyone say that. You say, well, that's apples and oranges. I don't know, maybe Schwarzenegger needed the steroids to think. He was just a dumb weightlifter before that. And with the steroids, he was able to compose an entire paragraph in English. You could argue that if you wanted. Not that uh, Schwarzenegger is a true Republican. I mean, well, he's actually a classic Republican, which means he's uh, a Democrat or a Republicrat. He's certainly not a conservative. He's a reasonably good manager. He looks nice in a suit. His wife is nice looking, you know. So we've got a good a good face for the governorship, which is better than what could have happened. 
and I'm all for him for that reason. And I'm all for, for bonds. I, I don't understand why you're getting crazy about this. Why do you people have such a thing against Barry Bonds? I'm not a sports fan. I don't care one way or the other. I was there. He hit it out of the field. What are you saying? Somebody jury-rigged the, the, the home run? That somebody, like, uh, threw the ball out of the stands? Well, come on. What are you getting at here? Fred, OR, quickly. I'm almost out of time, if you can believe it. Go ahead. I recall that Barry Bonds, in particular, looks forward to breaking Babe Ruth's record. And I think that's because he just dislikes white people. I mean, if he was really how, do you know, about, how do you know he dislikes white people? Well, because if, he, if it was about breaking records, his sights would have been set on Hank Aaron, but they weren't. They were set on Babe Ruth. See, you, there is racism here. I knew it. I knew the cracker had it in for Bonds because of he's black. I knew it. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Have you ever experienced turbulence on a flight and wondered why? And you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, you've got no issue with visibility or anything? No, everything's peachy. Maybe you've sat on the tarmac for hours wondering why your plane isn't moving. Well, we're outside here. They're saying the ramp is closed. They won't let us park because of uh, Air Force One. Listen in on the conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers on the Air Traffic Out of Control podcast. Cybersecurity declaring an emergency. There's smoke in the cabin. I need to make a landing right now on 31 left. We have the most interesting, wild, and funny ATC recordings you will ever hear. Check out Air Traffic Out of Control wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Drive into deep right field. That ball is going, going. It is gone. I want you to compare the Mel Allen, the announcer Mel Allen from my day to this guy. I mean, this guy got hysterical. Why did his the sonorous voice of Mel Allen was melodious, mellifluous, sonorous, and you could feel the ball flying through the air. Now, listen to the hysteria of the one yesterday. Play, play the hysteric. The overshift is on, and Bassett deals, and Bonds hits one high, hits it my show get this get this rube off the show this is this is why i don't go to the baseball games because of rubes like him billings montana troy you're on the savage nation topic please uh, oh mr savage first time uh, caller long time listener i uh, uh first of all barry bonds is my hero new hero people forget what it's like to stand in that box take those pitches swing for the fences that's god-given talent all right, so you agree with me that if hank aaron can be gentleman enough to say congratulations so can i Anybody could. It's you know, it's God-given talent. He's got it. A lot of people don't. They're jealous, but that's not. And, and by the way, how many other baseball players might be on steroids right now, other than than uh, this player who everyone is is grousing about? You know, maybe none, maybe them all. It, it doesn't matter. It goes back to God-given talent. He's got it. A lot of people don't, and they're just. Well, I, I know. Wait a minute. If it turns out he was using performance-enhancing drugs, it is a quite a different story. But the man has not been proven to have used performance-enhancing drugs. And in our society, a man is innocent until proven guilty. That's my point. And so, therefore, his record is 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 good for me. So what else did you want to say? Well, you're, you're talking about, you know, why the president didn't call him the first night. And a lot of people forget, you know, when, when they were, you know, when he owned that team and they were looking for a stadium, that turned into a public domain, you know, land grab scheme. And a lot of his buddies got some premium land in Texas. 
and that's why he bought the Texas Rangers. I've never seen the president as a baseball fan of any sort. No, maybe. So, in other words, he, he didn't even watch the. You really believe he didn't watch the game last night? Believe you 100. percent No way he watched that game. What in the world does George Bush do for entertainment? Uh, you know, I, he doesn't read. He doesn't write. I mean, the memoir of George Bush, I wouldn't think, would be a very long tome. It would be like a review book. What does he do for entertainment? I don't understand it. He doesn't watch baseball? Well, anyway, that's neither. Everybody makes money when a stadium is built. And, you know, you, you look in San Francisco. That was refuse land till the former mayor, Willie Brown, put this deal together. You know, you got to take your hat off to him. He built us over the objections of all the cranks in the city. All the left-wing cranks in San Francisco said, don't build a stadium. It's a boondoggle. His buddies are going to get rich. Well, he enriched the city. That's the way uh, the, the game is played. You enrich your friends and yourself, and you do good for the city, hopefully. Now, if you just enrich yourself and your friends and you do bad for the people, that's another story. Then you have uh, Mugabe in Zimbabwe. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, Sacramento. George is calling from uh, Sacramento. George, what's on your mind? Uh, you had George, you were mainly going for the food, and uh, I had wanted to know what what you know how the child was like, and uh, nothing to write home about. It, it, you know, it was well. Wait a minute, I'll tell you this: the, the, we had the, uh, the the regular ballpark stuff was brought up to each suite. Each suite, you know, caters their own thing. But you know, it's a hot dog. It's a this. It's a that. The one thing that was very good was my son asked for the garlic fries. They said, well, we don't bring that in in catering. He said, well, here's some money. Could you go down to the regular area and get the best things served at this ballpark, which is the garlic fries? So we got four orders of those, and even people who are on diets were eating them. They were good. The garlic fries were amazing. I ruined my diet the minute I walked through the door. I drank four beers, though. That made up for it. Yeah, definitely. Well, and also, the first time I ever voted, I was 49 years old, and that was in the last election, and that was for Bush. And uh, also, I wanted to say that uh, if you want to run my day, at 3 o'clock when I hear the best of Michael Savage, because I know I'm going to hear a rerun. I have to hear you every day. You're addicted, huh? Then you're going to get a copy, a free copy of, hang on, here it comes. Only 364 remain of my new DVD, Freedom of Speech Award. You have one of them. We go down to 363 left. The speech too hot for left-wing C-SPAN. Take down his name and send it over, blah, blah, blah. Can we move on? I mean, I wanted to talk about millions killed by communist dictator Stalin. No, zip. I wanted to talk about China threatening to bankrupt America by dumping dollars if we insist that they stop dumping garbage on our shores at low prices. Not a call. Well, what can you say about it? Actually, you can say nothing. So there's another reason to pay attention to sports. Maybe I should stop, being, uh, stop doing politics and just become a sportscaster. I have the voice for it. I could always degenerate mentally and become a sportscaster. I could cut off like eight-tenths of my IQ. And No, don't get me wrong. Come on. There's a room for everything. What I'm saying, you know, you, you look at it, it's not original to me. I'm not pretending it is. The modern arena. But instead of killing each other, it's, it's refined. It's refined gladiatorial combat. These men are skilled. Why, you could jump like that and hit like that and run like that? I can't. So we go to see excellence in action in a physical form. And I tell you, that you got to hear this. Just from an aesthetic point of view, watching Dusk Fall, I got there about, well, I left the show an hour early yesterday. And then I had to drive. I wasn't in the San Francisco studio. I was in a studio in a remote location, one of my hidden locations. And then we drove it. Wow, what traffic. I knew it would be horrendous. It was a nightmare. 
as you would expect, sort of like Mardi Gras New Orleans trying to drive through Calcutta, you know, with cattle in the street. It was horrible. But when you get there, I got there when I was 630, dusk. And, and you know, you see the bay beyond the stadium with some sunlight, some shade, bay, big, huge ships up in dry dock out near the, uh, uh, there's a small shipyards over there. Huge Coca-Cola bottle because they're one of the sponsors of the stadium. Fantastic graphic imagery. And the people, you know, you start looking at the people. I brought my marine binoculars. Everyone said, oh, you don't need them. I needed them. I needed them because you can't really see very much. They were like stick figures running around like ants on the. The binoculars were great. These wonderful Steiner binoculars. Terrific light, light, light gathering uh, qualities. Steiner binoculars. How come the Germans still make such good optics? Uh, well, that's, that's a separate story. They're the best binoculars I ever had. But we can move on. We can move on. Minnesota, Al, you're on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Hi, Dr. Savage. Uh, I just wanted to applaud you on your... Uh on calling the shot last night, you said that you hadn't been to a game in a long time and that you had gone and that he was going to hit the home run, and he did. Well, it was it was a happenstance. When I say a long time, it was 50 years. That's all. Last game was 1954, I think. That was awesome. I have not gone to a baseball game since 1954. I mean, it's shocking to tell you that. It's, I can't believe it. It's over 50 years. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, of course, anyone could have figured out it was going to happen yesterday. I'm not prescient based on that. I'm prescient in politics, not in sports. I know you you believe in me, and I really appreciate that. But, I mean, anyone could. Secondly, I didn't pick the tickets. It was my son who did it. He's the prescient one. He always has the knack. He knows what race to go to, when to go to, the tickets to Indianapolis. It does get you out of your, 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 your rut, i got to tell you the truth. You can see why the average person loves going to an arena like this. Whatever the event is, it takes you out of your little self. You, you know, you see and you see the children were so excited in the uh, surrounding. Like, OK, you're up in these booths, right? And it's, it's like the what do they call what do they call suites? So you take a separate elevator up to the suite, which is kind of nice. Nobody pushes and shoves. The bathrooms are cleaner. Everyone's very reserved and nice. And um, it was like two of the girls from the website were, were in the in the uh, um, the group we were with. Or they should have been they're actually better looking than the, than the ones up on the website. Uh, and I got to tell you, they they were like the eyes at the stadium. That was amazing. In the in the elevator, I mean, it was almost embarrassing to be honest with you. But they made they made the night nicer. You know, beauty is definitely appreciated wherever you go. And uh, oh, so I was going to say something. So th- each suite is next to each other with no. There's walls, of course, between the suites. But when you step out of the suite into the sitting area over the stadium, the, the outdoor area, there's no wall, right? So the guys and the women next to you, their children and you. Them. So I said to my son, I said, the kids were like from the neighboring suite poking their heads in and walking over. I didn't care. It was cute. So I said, if you were a kid, think back, would you have gone into a neighboring suite? He said, yeah, I would have run through the whole upstairs back and forth till someone stopped me. <laughs> I said, well, you never, you never had boundaries, did you? <laughs> you always wanted to test your boundaries. It's interesting how children are. Some are very shy and won't even, you know, poke their head out. Others are so, you know, unshy and, and courageous, if you want to call it that. I know so there's other words for it other than courageous. 
Uh, I was at a game in less than 50. I was at a Little League game once, and that was less than 50 years ago. I'm a little slow today, and tomorrow I have to go to the doctor for the colostomy thing, the, the intake, so it's bothering my head. Colostomy, colo- I don't know, whatever he's going to do, the colonoscopy, rather. Not removing my colon yet when they're not giving me a rubber bag. Uh, they make you go and talk to him first. What's there to talk about? He's going to do what he did to 10 million other people first. Sticking a, a, a probe up my butt. I, I mean, I'm not looking forward to this on a hypnotic. You come out thinking you, you had a Ralphie and you were raped. I still think that there are psychological damages from these uh, uh, procedures that no one has analyzed yet from an epidemiological point of view. If they're putting you on a hypnotic to do this uh, investigation of your colon and you, you lay, hey, doctor, and you wake up and it's over, right? It's like a girl going to a bar and then waking up naked, wandering the streets. She doesn't know what happened. There has to be some kind of psychological damage being done by the drugs they're using. I'm thinking in the colonoscopy. I may not actually go through with it. I'm going to talk to uh, the, the doctor. He's a good doctor. I mean, he's a top of the heap. He's a surgeon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to him about it. You know, I don't know what's worse. Dying of colon cancer or feeling you were raped for the rest of your life. And, or not knowing if you had been raped in the... Uh, or psychologically feeling something's missing or your memory went and what happened... You know why I say that? Because I remember when I had my tonsils out, I was a little kid, about five years old. And to this day, I still don't know what happened in there. I remember the guy looking over me with the masks, and they said, count to five, from five to zero. I went, five, four, and then I woke up in the recovery room eating ice cream. To this day, I don't know what happened in there. <clears throat> I really don't know if they brainwashed me. I don't know uh, if I died, and this is all a dream. And in a minute, it, it, uh, this whole long uh, Buddhist wheel that I've been on, this interminable wheel, this long day's journey into life is an imaginary journey, all because of that hypnotic. That, well, actually, they didn't use hypnotics. They used, they put me out. The good part of having my tonsils out, uh, they don't do that anymore, those idiots. Everything they did then was wrong. It was it was like medieval, like the ear thing, or tonsils. The tonsils make T-cells, part of your, of your immune system. Who removes tonsils today unless they're, they're, it's cancerous? What, what butchers in those days? Why am I talking about my tonsils instead of Billy Budd or Barry Bonds uh, or uh, War Bonds? You want to talk about War Bonds or Barry Bonds? It was my idea to sell War Bonds. Wallbanger picked it up for about a month, ran with it, it went nowhere. Then the hysteric who follows uh, Wallbanger, the guy with Groucho's voice. Hey, go over there, fight him, kill him, yeah! I'm for the president, man. Kill him. Go over, kill him. Go over there, yeah. <sighs> God, I, I have other stories I'm afraid to read. Here's one. I shouldn't do this story. It's going to get me mad. It's going to get you mad. You're going to get sick to your stomach. You're going to start to wonder what Bush is all about and what lawyers are all about and why Dick the Butcher isn't president. And I can't do it. I'll read you the headline cold from the Orange County Register. Heroin charges tossed out of court. Government dismisses case to get a case against two brothers in California's largest heroin seizure. Two others admit role in drug trafficking operation. Now listen to this. The DEA, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, uncover a heroin shipment in the amount of 12 kilos in a hidden compartment. Very dangerous work. Major league work. The two alleged drug dealers hire an attorney named Joel Levine. Memorize the name, Joel Levine, of Miami, Florida. 
And Joel Levine takes it before a judge, U.S. District Court Judge James Selna. Now, remember, they found the heroin. They find $6 million in drugs. Joel Levine shops it to a judge named James Selna, appointed by George Bush. The judge throws the case out, saying that the drugs, although they were there, the search violated the U.S. Constitution. Did you hear what I just said to you? Now, police and undercover agents risked their lives to make this bust. But Joel Levine of Miami, Florida, uses the forked tongue and has the case thrown out. Now, Joel Levine is a former federal prosecutor, number one. He just shows you what you can, what a federal prosecutor is. They play both sides of the street. In other words, nothing means anything to them. There's no truth in the law. There's only a game to them. So, in other words, they find guys with uh, um, 12 kilos of Mexican heroin. Did you hear, hear this? That's 24 pounds of heroin is found, but the case is thrown out on a technicality while Mr. Bush keeps Border Patrol agents in prison for 11 years because they stopped a drug dealer. This is enough to make you pretty crazy. It's, a, it's an amazing story. Joel Levine, by the way, Harvard Law 1966. Now you understand why I call Harvard Law the institution of lower living. Agents pulled 121 pounds of heroin, 34 pounds of marijuana, 3 pounds of methamphetamine, along with 3,500 in cash out of laundry hampers, hall closets, and cabinets, all without a warrant. They didn't have time to get the warrant. They were involved in the bust, and they had to go for it. And what's odd about this case is that I read this carefully. It says defense lawyers search and seizure motions, especially in seizures involving such large amounts of drugs, are rarely granted, according to legal experts. You have to ask then, Joel Levine is the lawyer, U.S. District Court Judge is James Selna. How did how they pull this one off, right? Now, if you want to talk about it, I don't know what else to say about it other than I'm sick to my stomach. At a presidency that prosecutes and persecutes Marines who weren't even in Haditha, prosecutes and persecutes Border Patrol agents who interceded against the drug dealer and releases drug dealers. It's frightening. We're living on the brink of madness. That's why I say take me out to the ball game when I come back. There were nice, young, happy little Boy Scouts with a flag, and we all sang the Star Spangled Banner. At least we stood there while it was sung by two ladies who did a fairly good job. I could do without the extra twills. Uh, but uh, I sang it. I knew the words. But everyone there, they had their hands over their heart. It was very nice. And the Boy Scouts and the flag, thank God they still do it. I was shocked that the Boy Scouts weren't uh, arrested for uh, entering San Francisco. After all, they've been outlawed by the good judges of San Francisco, the filth and black robes here in the city. To my eternal memory, what they did several years ago, I'll never forget it as long as I live. I lost all respect for every judge in the city of San Francisco when I saw that happen. I almost, I almost left the city when they voted with the homosexual mafia to uh, ban the Boy Scouts from public parks and such. So they let these filthy degenerates... And junkies, they let shoot up in parks, but Boy Scouts can't use a park for a meeting. You know, this is worse. I'm telling you, this city in some ways is worse than, the, than ancient Rome. It's certainly more degenerate than the, than the Weimar Republic. There's no question about it. I mean, the Blue Angel period of Germany, nothing compared to San Francisco. 
there's like a Christian revival meeting, uh, what goes on in, in Germany, rather. In other words, the Weimar Republic would have been like a Christian revival meeting compared to the degenerate scum in this city today. They take the side of the junkie and the pervert and they attack the poor Boy Scouts. To me, that's child abuse. And the judges did it. That's how cowardly these Democrat judges are, this gang here in black robes. I hope I never get a traffic ticket in San Francisco. It's sickening. I don't know how the cops do their job. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about everything. I don't know why you hate Barry Bonds. Give him a break. Give him a break. Be a gentleman. Move on. Stop being a, a, a redneck. Seven. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. The overshift is on. And Bassett deals. And Bonds hits one high. Hits it deep. It is high. As the drive hits the deep right field, that ball is going, going. It is gone. Maris hitting his second home of the day. The world, according to Michael Savage, that's the sort of a sound world of the of the Michael Savage. So I ended with the uh, uh, call for Philip Morris, the the uh, short guy who actually did that. And in a way, he was responsible for killing my father. I won't go into that. Not directly, but the selling of the cigarette and men of his generation. They bought it. I don't know why they wanted a midget. With a midget so I have no idea. He wasn't really a midget. He was Johnny Rovettini, God rest his soul. He allegedly liked motorcraft and uh, women. Now, he, you know, Johnny Robertini, who was the uh, guy in the call for Philip Morris ad, the little guy, we've checked it out. He has, he has, he's of no relationship to Carl Rove. So don't make any connections here. Don't don't leap to the conclusion that Carl Rove's real name is Robertini, please. I mean, you know, it's a family show, etc. What you really want to talk about is the Bonds thing, and I understand that. And, and if you just join the show, we're having a bit of a little dispute here. I'm supporting the record because, hey. A, I'm not a sports fan. Yes, I was there. I'm the only one in talk radio who was there, so it makes me an expert. And I can I can say things about this that no one else, Wallbanger, no, nobody can say what I can say anyway. I was there, so they didn't talk about it. They weren't there. And in many ways, you think about it. Everyone on the East Coast thinks they're better than everybody else because they went to Hamptons. So they're sweltering in the Hamptons, hoping to see a, a junkie or a slut or a degenerate at the next party. I don't want to be in the Hamptons. I was at the stadium last night. I saw... 756 being knocked out of the park. That's all. I'm ahead of them in the Hamptons. No matter what limo, no matter what Gulfstream, no matter what helicopter, I was there, they weren't. You know, it's like Zelig was in the stadium again, luckily. luckily. I, but, you know, I left just before it happened. I admittedly, I walked out of the, I was bored already by the fourth inning and I wanted to beat the crowd and I knew he was coming up in five or six minutes. Luckily, we stopped at the souvenir stand for a minute and I said, hey, let's watch for a minute through another like uh, sweet and man did that stadium erupt but my point is simple if the man whose record he beat hank aaron could be gentleman enough to say congratulations why is there so much hatred for barry bonds i am not a sports fan i don't understand it now if he had been arrested and tried and convicted of having used steroids i wouldn't be saying it but you know in this country you're innocent until proven guilty so he's innocent until proven guilty that's a b if you want to start using this game, then you're going to have to follow my logic. You're saying he cheated because he may have used steroids? Does the same thing apply to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who may have used steroids? 
to have become to, to have come to public prominence through the use of steroids in the bodybuilding field. And as a result, he gained fame as a movie star. And as a result, he became a politician. Should you take away his governorship? Of course not. So, you know, I'm the only one to have brought this together. Tomorrow it'll be stolen by some left wing wacky if it's not already been stolen on some left wing show. But since I'm an independent and I'm a free thinker, which is about as rare as you can get in America today, I go where the logic leads me. I have uh, I've been trained in classical logic, Aristotelian logic, and and uh, <laughs> you go where it where it leads you. That's all. All of Western civilization is built upon logic. So let's not get uh, hysterical here. Kansas City, Ginger, you're uh, you're an anti-bonds woman. How come? I, I, I'm so sorry that I'm calling you about this topic because my husband and I just we just think you're the greatest and a voice about politics that this country needs so badly. But you admittedly are not a sports person, and and you there's a vast amount of reading that you need to do before you get into this. Uh, subject because uh, athletics is just being ruined by steroids. All uh, track and field, baseball, wrestling, football, you just name it, and guys are dying, and little kids are into It's into the colleges, it's into the high schools, it's into the grade schools. Steroids, it's a huge, huge topic. And All right, so I, let, let, let's put the question another way. Let us say that steroid use is uh, believed to be widely prevalent in sports and in baseball. That means that other baseball players allegedly would be using them. Is that correct? Well, Bonds, I, I, you know, personally... Well, wait, you have to answer the question. You have to be logical. It means that if you want to play the game of logic, then let's be logical. It means other baseball players are allegedly using steroids during uh, these these playing days. Correct or incorrect? Yes, and it seems very likely... Wait a minute, so let's take it a step at a time. So if other players are allegedly using steroids let's put aside hank aaron's record is bond still not a great baseball player relative to his competitors in this world of alleged steroid use he's still better than them he may be a great baseball player but he's not going to live very long probably he's really doing what but that's a separate story i mean but you're laying the entire steroid thing on his doorstep why is it that hank aaron was man enough to, to say congratulations to him I, you're a Cassandra uh, telling the world things they need to hear, and I don't want you wasting your expertise and all that on, on a topic that you haven't done. All right, we'll move on, but I think that you have thing. to you have to analyze the, the allegations. We live in a free country, number one, and a man is innocent until proven guilty. Kansas City, Brett, go ahead, please. You're on the Savage Nation. Hey, uh, Doc Savage, I love you, man. I gotta echo the sentiments of Ginger. Uh, Greg Anderson is, uh, Barry Bonds, or was Barry Bonds' longtime trainer. Barry Bonds was very meticulous. Every minute of his day was scheduled out. He claimed that he didn't know that the cream that he was rubbing in his arms was steroids, even though Victor Conte, the founder of Balco Labs, testified in front of a federal grand jury that he personally gave Greg Anderson steroids for Bonds. Uh, Bonds is a liar and a cheater, and, uh, you of all people having to claw and fight for everything that you've ever achieved in life, uh, you should, uh, feel it more than anybody. Bonds goes from hitting 34 home runs in 1999 to hitting 73 in 2001. And if you looked at his body size, he's got the big head. He, he blew up. He used to be thin and wiry. He got big. He's a cheater. He's a bad guy. Boy, there's a lot of enmity towards this guy. Well, it just shows you that I stepped into an arena here that I am uh, not uh, very familiar with. I had no idea he was hated by so many people. Because he hates. Hmm. Well, okay, well, we can move on. I I still think he's a great athlete, 
when you compare him with others in the game today, if you if what you say is true, let's for a minute, let's take the other side. The allegations are true. Then uh, steroids are being used by other ball players, right? LeBron, I mean, you'd have to assume some others are using them as well, right? A select handful of guys, Gary Sheffield. All right. So then, you know, relative to them, he's still a better ball player than they are. It's not like he's the only one alleged to use steroids. He's a cheater, bottom line. So you say his trainer went to prison. So that would be like saying, if, if, if it had been true, and it isn't, that Arnold Schwarzenegger's strudel maker was arrested for using uh, uh, extra, uh, uh, you know, sucralose in the, in the strudel. <laughs> that we should then assume that Arnold Schwarzenegger used sucralose to become a, a better thinker or something like that. <laughs> At least we can laugh. At least you laugh. You know what I'm saying? What am I going to do? I mean, this is the biggest story of the day. That's all. I went to a game. I went. The last one was 1954. Give me a break. Here. You're never going to hear sports again. Unless like a horse in the Kentucky Derby comes out of the closet and says he's really a human. You're not going to hear me talk about sports again. Not interested in it. But I was there. You know, it was pretty interesting. It must have cost me a hundred bucks to park. At least a, a bean, a bean. It cost me a bean, at least. I don't know what they shelled out. My my son, come here, don't go to the lot, special lot, meet me on second and third, there's an alley. I went to the alley, I had a guy who says, all right, well, it's a bigger car, you got to give more money. Oh, my God, I didn't even want to know what they must have given the guy to park. <laughs> the only good thing was, is that you could have been the most, like the mayor couldn't have gotten closer to that stadium faster than anyone in the street, because it was like mayhem, like Mardi Gras, you know, so that was the fun part. The stadium is beautiful. It's actually gorgeous. I'm glad that there were, was graft and corruption in the last administration. I am glad they took, you know, a wasted area and built, built a ballpark. Oh, was it controversial? Oh, they, they complain, you know, every time they build something, they complain in the city. That's why we have ugly, old, disgusting Victorian claptraps throughout the city, fire traps everywhere. Now, don't say I don't appreciate architecture. I do, but I know the difference between architecture and dismal swaths of city that are disgusting you can drive through like the whole richmond district and, and you feel like you're in like a very very nightmarish painting of brooklyn at the turn of the century they don't let them build a building in the whole area here they're all oh, it's victorian the victorians didn't even like the victorians they wanted to move into a brick building <laughs> no it's it's what it is here what do you want to talk about? We can't move on. Look, I bring up I bring up Stalin and deaths. I bring up China and the UN. I bring up heroin being found and then the case thrown out because of God only knows why and nothing. Not a comment. Play a call for Philip Morris again, just for the heck of it. I like that song. There it is. I spent a lot of my hard-earned money as a child on cigarettes because of this guy. My dad smoked Philip Morris, may he rest in peace. Probably because of the midget. Why did men get attracted? I'm trying to think of the psychology of it. Wouldn't a man not want a cigarette that a midget liked? I don't understand that. In other words, the Marlboro man, now that I think about it, made women smoke because they were subtly wanting to cohabit with the Marlboro man. That's where they smoked Marlboros. That was the alleged psychology of the success of that ad campaign, right? But what is the success of a midget selling coal for... He comes out in a little hat and a, and a bellhop's outfit, and he does the ad call for Philip Morris, right? And men flock to smoke Philip Morris. I don't understand this. I don't get it. What is it? What's that? A, a, a double reverse?
that because he was a midget, you're going to smoke. But nobody was into PC then. It'd be like if they had a transvestite today, uh, let's say a half a mustachioed, one-breasted transvestite coming out and saying, call for Philip Morris. You think people would rush and smoke Philip Morris? I don't get it. I don't I don't understand psychology and advertising, as, as a matter of fact. I never even understood advertising. I always went the opposite of an ad. Whatever they were telling me to do, I try to resist it and buy the opposite. If they said, wear this shirt, I didn't wear that shirt. If they said, fold the newspaper this way, I crumpled the newspaper that way. I always assumed that they were they were manipulating me. What do you mean, full Philip Morris ad ready? Let me hear the whole thing. This is Johnny again, returning now to the thousands <laughs> of store windows and counters all over America. Look for me. I'll be waiting for you. Come in and talk Oh, God, come on. Oh, please. I, it, and he was a ladies' man, allegedly. He was a ladies' man, they said. Look, if you have money, you can be four foot one. It doesn't matter. We'll be seeing you on the windows and on the counters during the weekend. Oh, no. He probably made a bigger dollar than Wallbanger. God, what kind of money he must have pulled down in those? No, they didn't make money. There was no money in radio then. The whole thing that paradigm changed in radio in like 87 after Rush came along. The whole paradigm changed. And uh, now you couldn't make much money on radio in those days. The, the show was, a, he was once a week. They had a once a week show in those days. Like Walter Winchell. People waited all week to hear this one radio show. I can guarantee you that if I ever reached the point where I say I can't do this, I don't want to do it, and I wanted to do an hour a week, sure, there wouldn't be a lot of money attached to it, but I guarantee you I'd have 20 million people a week waiting for my show. I know I would. I guarantee you I could get 20 million people a week to listen to my radio broadcast if it was one hour a week, maybe more. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.